0: Alright, this is an unusual one, uh, so it's on being wrong, and I'll, I'll explain why I think it's important to discuss that, um, and also apologies and so on. It's, if you guys have read like Vox's book on SJWs Always Lie, there is a very clear script of how you get attacked by um, social justice warriors and so on, and apologizing to those people is always a mistake. However, that said, we all make mistakes. We are all wrong, um, probably multiple times a day. And I am not of the opinion that when you're totally wrong about something, you should pretend that you're not. I don't agree with that at all. Um, And I'm also, you know, I've got pretty strong opinions about stuff and whatever. But if somebody can demonstrate to me that I'm wrong, Even if I'm in the middle of a heated argument, the moment they do that, I stop and I say, right, I'm wrong. See, being wrong is not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. It really isn't anything. You know, think about it. The way I think about it is like this. How many times did you fall over before you learned how to walk? You know, a couple of thousand times, a few thousand times. So you were wrong a lot. And in order to be good, in order to learn how to walk, you're going to have to be wrong a multiple number of times. The point is not to be all defensive about it or whatever. The point is to understand very clearly when you're wrong, how you're wrong, to what extent you're wrong. Not in a gamma sort of like, well, I was wrong, but, but, but. No, you know, if you're wrong, you're wrong. That's it. And there's nothing wrong with apologizing for being wrong, especially if in your wrongness you did something um, you know, untoward to somebody else. And that recently happened to me, like last night. Um, so I wanted to talk about that. I'm not going to go into the details exactly of what it is, because you know, it involves other people and whatever. But we've, as I've mentioned, we've had some uh, uh, discrepancies, let's say, between uh, Bishop Sanborn and our London mission, and so on. And there's quite a bit of unhappiness. Quite a lot of the the, the faithful are upset about it, and and so on. And um, in these conversations, um, there's one person in particular that started out originally making some rather, shall we say, forward accusations about uh, people that I thought hadn't been informed properly, or at least we didn't have any evidence that they had been. And unfortunately, because a bit of a Chinese telephone in these sort of situations is normal, um, Not all the information had been shared with everybody correctly and whatever. So I got involved only to the extent of wanting everybody to have all the information before, you know, any decisions were done or whatever. And in the doing of that, um, I took exception to a person's statement of uh, supposed dereliction of duty of certain priests and so on. And, you know, I, I appreciate that this individual felt that way um which wasn't a completely unreasonable way to feel but i don't think it's right to accuse somebody or or potentially accuse somebody of doing wrong when you don't know whether that person has actually had all the information at hand before they did or didn't in this case take any action so you're blaming somebody for not having taken action but you're not even sure if they know what's going on fully as it turns out, these people are not aware of what was going on fully, and they're only being made aware officially um, now, and I was somehow involved in that. And um, anyway, I, I reported back, and what happened is this person, and I asked, look, have you guys got anything else to say so that I can forward the information? And this individual wrote, uh, something that i took exception to because i i felt it was um indicating that either myself or some of the priests were lying or trying to avoid something which you know you can accuse me of a lot of things i'm guilty of a lot of things but if you're going to accuse me of outright lying to a group of people on spiritual issues then you've just made a big fucking mistake um so I said my piece, this person left the group and other people got a bit upset with me and, you know, mentioned that I was wrong, I'd misread the thing and blah, blah, blah. So I went over it again and I reread the statements, And there was, you know, uh, 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 possibly arguably, but there was definitely the potential that I had misinterpreted what she was saying, which, fair enough, you know, I've mentioned here many times before that turning the other cheek applies to personal things and not as a generic uh, Bible church and thing where it's like, oh, you know, somebody breaks into your house and starts trying to attack you that, you know, oh, you should turn the other cheek. No. Uh, But in this case, the only reason to not be charitable, let's say, and sort of assume that I am wrong and that I did misinterpret, the only reason to not do that would be to hold on to my position or my ego or uh, say something like well i could have still interpreted it the other way and I, I did say that i said this is how i interpreted it and that's why i reacted the way i did but fine i accept i was wrong and unconditionally you know it's it doesn't matter you know whether um it doesn't even matter if if that was the intent or not Let, but i'm absolutely giving you know, the doubt, benefit of the doubt, without it, without any reservation that, fine, I got it wrong, the other person didn't mean it that way at all, I interpreted it wrong, it's all my fault, and apologies to everybody, unconditionally, and that's exactly what I did, and there should be no uh, issue with that, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't get upset with that, you shouldn't be offended, but if you're wrong, you're wrong, just say it, and move on, that's it, um, and actually, it's it's positive, you know, whenever you you admit that, it's a positive thing, because one of the other things that became clear, you know, as a result of this interaction was that my way of uh, being very direct, very open and very clear upsets people, generally offends them, uh, makes them think I don't like them or whatever, you know, and that's fine. I've, I've had that my entire life. It's not going to change now. I know why it happens. And, you know, it is what it is. So, but overall, in a group of people, it's un- counterproductive if you're dealing with a group of people that is, you know, average, normal people, good people. You know, they're all they're all good guys in there. There's, there's no bad people there at all. Um, so if I am divisive just by my nature because of how I do things or whatever, it's wrong for me to continue to try and impose my... Uh, and I wasn't imposing anything, but it's it's probably not a good idea for me to continue trying to be helpful in a generic sense to that group. It's better if I just, okay, I've done my bit. That's it. Um, let me hand over to somebody else because it's better for the group and it's better for everybody involved. So that's what I did. Um, and I think that's a positive situation, you know? So again, if you're wrong, just plain route admit I'm wrong. Yep sorry move on now the thing about apologies again it's not like you know just because you've apologized on something and you were wrong on something that's fine that doesn't mean that you then have to give ground on other situations and this is a very different situation from the social warrior type people who will try and force you to apologize on some morally ambiguous thing just so they can have a go at you and then they can use your apology to say oh you see he was wrong about that I've made my apology very clear, and um, and also you know when I talked about uh, leadership and stuff like that, um, and even now you know when I'm discussing the uh, the concept of um, getting uh, men to come and train and learn a bit about uh, Catholic laws and rules and so on and prayers and whatever you know basics the basics really basic stuff nothing nothing high theology or anything. In that respect, you know, and especially, actually, I was talking about, um, you know, whatever, when if the boogaloo happens and you, by default, become a leader of whatever or have to be a leader of men or whatever in a war context. My approach to it is like, if you're going to be on my team and I have to lead that team, either by necessity or whatever, then there is, it's not a democracy at all. It's a complete dictatorship. What I say goes and that's it. End of. Now, actually, that was part of the reason why all this, this stuff happened with the, with the bishop and so on. And that is because the bishop takes a similar approach to things. Unfortunately, when it comes to spiritual matters, there are rules you need to follow. Now, if you are a secular leader of an army and you, that's your standard for like, you know, either obey or get the fuck out, don't be part of my group that's fine because, and especially if it's composed of volunteers, you know, the people who volunteer for that group know exactly what they're getting themselves into and have accepted those conditions. In a spiritual situation, as a bishop, you can't do that. You can't say, I've actually got no authority canonically over this group of people, but you're all going to say what I say. You're going to do what I say and, and jump when I say jump and that's it. You can't do that because that is canonically in error you're wrong and if other priests other bishops and so on see you behaving that way and don't speak up that further down the line creates another issue you know it creates a bigger problem so um, they should say something about it Uh, but you know again that's a different set of circumstances if you don't follow the rules of your leader in a military situation Potentially you should and would get shot for it. And I don't really have a problem with that. So again, it's not a you know, you gotta be that paradoxical thinking. It's not a binary thing where it's like either you're right, either you're wrong, and that's it. No, you can be wrong about a specific thing, make that very clear, and that's that. If then people try and use that to leverage you somewhere else, you can tell them to fuck right off. You know, we would know. I've got no compunction to do that. I've got no problem doing that. So it's a slightly different take perhaps on what people like, um, Vox or Owen or whatever have. But you know, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Admitting you're wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think that I've got a very different attitude from, from the others. Um, I know that Owen admits he's wrong when he knows he's wrong. I know that Vox, um, Uh, actually thanks people when they point out that he's done something wrong um like you know i've seen it on on his blog a few times where a commenter says oh you said this but i think the spelling is that or whatever and he just says "Yep, thanks corrected what he hates and i know exactly why is when you get some smart boy gamma man saying actually, you know, what you said here, and he starts to go on about some completely irrelevant point just to show what a smart boy is. That's not, you know, and keep in mind that Vox is really talking about huge strategic um, concepts. So, you know, he's basically saying, like the China thing, right? Like he's saying, look, China's congruent with what it's doing and the West isn't. And people lose their fucking mind. And they sort of say, but China is, you know, a, a police state and blah, blah, blah. And he's it's, it's not even talking about that, you know. So that's just understand what the other person is saying before you, you try and prove them wrong. But yeah. Um, so for those of you that think that, you know, I'm just an arrogant pig who doesn't care and he just says whatever. No, most of the times I am right. Because most of the times, I am smarter than the people around me. And, um, you know, there are issues that, that are... Even even in this situation, there are issues that are happening that... Um, it's quite clear what the, what the intention was from the beginning. And it could have probably been handled differently. But, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah. That's my topic for today is... If you're wrong you're wrong just say it no no issue and move on and don't let you being wrong about one aspect of something let anybody push you down another path on a completely different topic or on a somewhat related topic where they're trying to use emotional blackmail on you. emotional blackmail has zero chance of succeeding with me um, I can thank my parents for that pretty much and uh, that's not really an, uh, a good thing but um, yeah I'm, I'm not susceptible to emotional blackmail in any way shape or form um and you know that can cause also problems without human beings because emotional blackmail is used throughout society nowadays in a number of ways and as soon as there is even a hint of emotional blackmail i'll tell you to go fuck yourself without thinking twice you know um And those of you that do follow my blog, which is probably three dogs and a couple of Russian bots, uh, will know that, um, yeah, I don't have any issue sort of saying, yeah, I'm wrong about this and you're still a dick, you know, (laughs) so it's kind of, but um, I think it's important also to understand the, the Christian concept of turning the other cheek. If you're unwilling to turn the other cheek purely because of a personal insult or your personal ego then that's your mistake. That's wrong. If, you know, somebody's taking shots at you for no reason or they're completely in the wrong or they're intentionally evil and you uh, continue to just accept that quietly, you know, that's up to you. Some people choose to be martyrs and that's okay with them, but I'm not. And I don't, um, I don't even think that that sort of behavior is particularly useful. In fact, it confuses things because think of a little kid, think of a little kid watching his dad or his mom taking some kind of abuse, which is wrong, and just keeping quiet about it and taking it and taking and taking. What are you setting up your kid to learn, you know? And when I say a kid, it's not just a kid, right? There are people in the 30s out there, millennials, that haven't got a fucking clue. And they just sort of think, oh, politeness and political correctness is how you should behave. No. Political correctness is essentially emotional blackmail. And it's a communist, socialist, you know, socialists become communists, communists become mass murderers. It's a communist idea that you have to submit to everybody else's way of doing things. You know, like Lysander Spooner said, well, if a million people are wrong and one man is right, it doesn't make the wrong people any more right just because there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind also that most people are idiots, is a fact, especially when your IQ is, you know, a couple of standard deviations or more above the curve. So if 10 billion people said that 2 plus 2 is 6 and only one person said, no, it's 4, it doesn't matter what the numbers are. That one guy is right and everybody else is wrong. So, you know, you have to understand that. So, I hope that that's clarified a few things. Um, you know, there's, there's it's, it's a useful, it's not going to make you any friends, you know, like I, I really need to update Andrew Carnegie's book, you know, make friends and influence people. I really should write the proper book on that one because I think I'm, I'm the guy to write that book. Uh, and I think I'll entitle it um, Making Feuds and Influencing People. You know, instead of friends, I'm good at making feuds with people. It's, uh, let me just put it this way. You're not going to have vast uh, masses of people agreeing with you if you're dead honest. In fact, you will probably have crowds of people trying to burn you at the stake and nail you to a cross. That's what tends to happen. But those friends that you do have, they're going to be people that are willing to stand next to you right till everybody's dead and beyond it. So I prefer to live that way. I choose, I think that's a better way of living. And I think that if every human being took that approach, we would have a much better better planet to live on uh we'd probably have a lot of dead people initially but you know things will sort themselves out afterwards it's kind of a feudal japanese type way of living um but you know everybody's polite nobody's gonna go out of their way to bullshit you because they know their life depends on it if they insult you wrongly and the egotists and so on get wiped out pretty quick in a very drastically honest society. And that's why, you know, for example, what's happening with Donald Trump, you know, people are going fucking insane. And they're going insane because that guy is actually pointing out, and he's a master of rhetoric, he's pointing out that the hypocrisy of the news media and so on in ways that are just so outrageous and so um, funny in in a way, that it just upsets people. Or like his son with uh, Whoopi Goldberg, it was recently on The View, I think it's called, where um, I think Whoopi Goldberg tried to say something like, oh, but you know, the dignity of the... And he said, well, we're talking about dignity? You basically said that Roman Polanski's rape of a child wasn't rape-rape, you know? Fuck, then it isn't that. And he was absolutely right. Whoopi Goldberg is disgusting. Roman Polanski raped a 13-year-old girl okay? And I don't want to get too graphic, but he raped her vaginally, anally. He did all sorts to her. This was a 13-year-old child that was drugged on purpose so that she could be raped by Roman Polanski. As far as I'm concerned, Roman Polanski should be strung from the nearest lamppost, right? Just to be clear. And anybody that tries to protect someone who does that should be strung up right next to them. That's my belief that's my opinion for up to me if i become emperor tomorrow that would be the, the first law that will pass absolutely you know certain with well, us no doubt pedophiles that abused raped little kids string them up i'm not talking about a 14 year old having sex with a 13 year old where it's consensual that's that's a complicated messy situation i'm talking about where a, an adult man rapes a 13 year old child He should be absolutely put to death, no question about it, in public. I believe it should be a public execution. And anybody that tries to defend somebody like that should be executed right alongside them. That's, honestly, that's my opinion. Now, if you think that's wrong, go ahead and prove me wrong. Because I've got a lot of, you know, here you go. There's a controversial opinion that I have. And if we're up to me, I would pass laws to make sure that happens tomorrow. If you think that that's wrong, theologically, from a Christian perspective, from whatever you want, go ahead and prove me wrong, all right? I've got my arguments for that, and here's a nice little exercise for you, you know, for all the gammas. Let your inner gamma go. Try and prove me wrong on this concept. And, um, yeah, that's it. We've now got a, like I said, I can't remember enough. It's two or three people that want to do the sort of get together and have a little bit of basic training a little bit of basic um, catechism so if there's more of you in the london area there's there's quite a few of you that are not in london that are not even in the uk that have said oh man if i live near you i would definitely go for that but you know the thing is if there's enough of you um in a sp- specific location we might be able to do a little seminar there i mean i've done this before i've done seminars overseas or whatever for when i was teaching sistema which i'm not doing anymore but you know i can do again to a certain extent i don't really want to get into the physical side of it too much because like i said i'm 50 years old i've got a family to look after and you know injuries just take longer now plus i'm not really interested in that aspect of it but i could certainly teach it um doesn't mean i have to take part in it so much um you know i could still demonstrate things or whatever but um i'm not interested in doing the sparring you know i've reached the point where for most of my life i was asked to teach martial arts whether it was karate system or whatever and i did reluctantly because i much prefer training to teaching i've now reached the point where i've trained enough that um i know what i know it's Probably not gonna improve very much from there. And the type of training that I would, that I do enjoy doing, is training that is very advanced and so very boring for most newcomers. They wouldn't understand what the training is about. It would be very repetitive, very boring for most people. But um, but I've now reached an age and a point where you know teaching would probably be all right, and especially if there's a couple of good young guys that can learn well and then they can do the physical stuff and demonstrate the physical stuff while I give them the practical advice on how to keep improving so if there's enough people that want to do that you know let me know Um, and we can always do some kind of a seminar or something keep in mind that when I was still teaching there was a group of people that were in uh, Brighton and there wasn't that many of them you know there was like I don't know seven eight ten something like that and I told them, look, I can once a month, if you guys pay for my um, my trip there, they have a location to do it, you know, if you basically fund it. In other words, if I don't have to spend my own money doing it, I'm happy to come and teach you guys once a month and I'll do a four-hour session or four or five hours once a month because that's, that's the time I had available. And they did this. You know, after four or five months, which is not that long, right? It's like five sessions, about 20 hours. But again, 20 hours if you're training three times a week, for an hour, you know, a week, an hour each session, it, you know, it adds up to like several weeks of training. So, and there you were getting it all in one go. And then they did their own training by themselves without me there. So I'd come in, do a four-five or hour session. They'd learn stuff. They'd then practice it with each other and whatever for the whole month. And then at the end of that month, again, I'd do another session. It worked really well. And some of those guys went on to become really good practitioners and, you know, some of them then moved and whatever and had to, some of them joined the regular classes as well because they moved uh, location. Um, That was really good, you know, it works. So it's not impossible and it's, keep in mind again, if you're trying to raise up the, um, the hardcore Catholics or whatever. You're going to have to be that leader. You know, I got a couple of comments, emails or whatever. It's like, oh, but I'm far away. I don't know where to find such a thing. You be the leader, you know. You don't have a community around you. Guess what? you got to create it. It's your job. You know, it's like the Gamergate thing. I am Gamergate and you can too. You know, it's the same. I am Catholic and you can too. <laughs> you know, So go for it. All right, that's enough for today. And um, I hope I've given you a slight uh, better look. I expect any gammas will bring themselves out. And uh, I've given you a little uh, outlet to try and prove me wrong about how I would deal with pedophiles if I was made emperor tomorrow. Okay, that's it for today.